Have you ever been afraid to feel joy because the other shoe might drop? This episode is all about how to be chill in the face of fear and how to invite it in. There are so many expectations we go into parenting with. One of them might be if you feel joy, happiness, excited, that all of that time feeling joy would be wasted, especially if something horrible would happen down the line. Today, I'm gonna be sharing with you a client story about her partner and how he told her he didn't allow himself to feel a single moment of joy in the first pregnancy out of fear that it could be taken away from a loss. Keep listening. There are so many expectations we go into pregnancy with. One of them might be that your partner is 100% on board emotionally, physically, spiritually. I had a client share this with me and I'm sharing it with you with permission. My partner convinced to me recently that he didn't allow himself to feel a single moment of our first pregnancy because he was so afraid of feeling joy and love that it might be taken away from him in case of a loss. I'm going to say that again. He didn't allow himself to enjoy a single moment of our first pregnancy because he was so afraid of feeling joy and love that it might be taken away from him in case of a loss. Magical thinking is a common psychological defense mechanism that can lead to fearing joy or foreboding joy, as Brene Brown likes to call it. It involves believing that one's thoughts or actions can influence external events, such as causing bad things to happen if one feels too happy or too confident. And this can lead to an, an avoidance of positive emotions out of fear that they will be followed by negative consequences. When you numb out the negative, you also numb out the good too. One way to combat this fear of joy is to challenge the belief that positive events will always be followed by negative ones. A well-known approach of coping with this kind of thinking is cognitive behavioral therapy. It can be effective in helping a person recognize and change these patterns of thinking. However, it is not the only approach. Feeling your feelings, sitting in the feelings, and accepting the feelings is another approach. In this example, if this expecting father was my client, I would invite him to sit with me in that feeling. What is the feeling behind the loss? What is the feeling behind the joy? What is it masking? 
and then working on the acceptance of that feeling. The feeling behind this might be fear, sadness, or even despair at the thought of a loss. After feeling the feelings, it would be important to remind yourself that the, that the loss isn't happening right now. Now, I will be the first one to tell you that it is horribly uncomfortable to feel out of control, to feel like you need to grasp at what little control you have over this situation. As somebody recovering from OCD, I cannot express to you with the most gravity that I can in a podcast <laughs> how horribly uncomfortable it is to sit in that distress. And I can't speak for this father specifically, but I can speak for the many parents who come to me exhausted and anxious from not feeling, from ruminating the what ifs and trying to constantly mitigate safety, tragedy, joy, confidence, trust. The very act of building resilience relies on truth. And truth only comes from sitting in uncomfortable stuff. And resourcing and using your coping schools to quote unquote, get out of that stress producing emotion and into the real feelings, into the real part of yourself that is distress so that you can move into feeling it, accepting it, coping with it, reframing it. Resilience doesn't just come naturally. Resilience is actually a practice, a practice of stress tolerance. Resilience is the act of individuals feeling better, more equipped, more skilled in handling difficult, stressful, uncomfortable situations when they arise. What this expecting father experienced is an emotion. And the emotion is a natural part of life, especially like when I said in the beginning of this episode, pregnancy is so layered, full of expectation, full of all of the messaging through media or through your own family about what pregnancy and becoming parents is supposed to mean. Emotions are a natural part of life. It actually means that you're human. The anticipatory devastation is, is proof that you're human. When you feel your feelings, when you sit in them, especially when they are uncomfortable, it will improve your emotional intelligence regulation and breadth to be well, by addressing these 
maybe automatic beliefs or automatic thoughts that you have about joy or loss or parenting in this magical thinking, you can learn to embrace the positive, the negative, the whole spectrum of it. I actually don't even like the positive negative thing in order for you to find greater joy in your life. So in addition to personal one-on-one therapy, in order to build resilience, some other strategies for coping with this kind of fear or this, I'm scared to feel joy. I can't feel joy. I'm foreboding joy because God, if I'm joyful and something horrible happens, then I would have wasted all my time being happy. And I should have been preparing myself for the devastation to come. Strategies for coping with that include things like mindfulness, journaling, journaling out the reality of your feelings, not being afraid to put it down to paper. Just because you're joyful about something doesn't mean that it's going to get taken away from you. And the best part of being able to cope is connecting with others who have a similar experience or who are in the same phase as you. Can you imagine sitting next to somebody and be like, man, I am terrified to feel joy. And they go, oh man, me too. I'm so scared. I'm so scared that something horrible is going to happen after this really good thing happens. It's important to find what works best for you in meeting those feelings head on. Meeting them and saying, oh, hey there, I see you there. I see you there, fear. I see that you're trying to steal the joy from this moment. I see you. I see you over there. I know that you have a place. I know that you can take over. And I know that I'm kind of allowing you to take over. But if you say, hey, why don't you come over here and sit with me for a minute? You might just get to know it. You might just get to understand what is underneath all of that. And what might happen if you met that head on and noticed it, you noticed it sitting over there in the corner and you invite it over with you. I had a therapist once who said, you have to invite your sadness over for tea. I've been accused a bit of being an emotional robot. And so there are some feelings that I like to, you know, keep behind a closed door. And the metaphor we were working with at that time was that I felt like sadness was water. And the water was on the other side of the door. And if I opened the door, all the sadness would come rushing in to where I was. And she said, okay, what if that's true? What if all of that sadness is on the other side of the door? Some point you're going to have to open the door, right? And even though I wanted to say no, I mean, of course, of course I had to open the door. She said, why don't you open it just a little bit? And if you let the sadness trickle in and you meet that sadness and you deal with that sadness, metaphorically, you mop it up, you, you know, let it sit there, you 
greeted, eventually there's going to be no more water coming in. And then you can leave. And that was a really powerful metaphor for me because I thought that I was safer keeping the sadness on the other side of the door. If I just kept the door closed, all that water would build up, but it wouldn't touch me. It couldn't touch me. But if I opened the door bit by bit and I dealt with the sadness that came in, eventually the sadness that was pent up on the other side of the door wouldn't be there anymore. I would have met it. I would have coped with it. I would have accepted it. I would have done all of the things to move through it. So when trying to avoid the feelings or getting caught in this magical thinking kind of process, it's important that you meet it, however you need to meet it. Most important part is that you take time to be with it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the Chill Like a Mother podcast. If you had an aha moment or really found yourself in a story today, I encourage you to send this podcast to somebody you love so that they too can feel that way. Podcast is new and I'm attempting to have episodes come out every Sunday. I hope that those Sunday scaries, though I've not been very good at it thus far. If you subscribe though, you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would encourage you to leave a rating or a review. And if you want to look behind the scenes, you can follow me on Instagram at chill.likeamother. And forever and always, this is not a replacement for professional advice. And in case you haven't heard it today, you are doing your best. A relatively chill day. Catch you later.